0: Like we can choose how we feel. we can choose how we respond to things that happen to us. we can choose what meaning we attach to negative experiences. we can we can cho- we have the power to choose everything basically that that about how we respond to the world and how we experience it. That's not to say that it's always easy to. And it's not saying that you shouldn't allow yourself to process and feel negative emotions. You absolutely should. But you choose whether you indulge in them or you process them, let them go, and then decide and make a conscious decision to choose a more empowering perspective and um, cultivate a more high vibrational frequency emotion.
1: Dave, quick question for you. Where do you go when you're looking for vitamins or yoga mats or electrolytes or like kind of movement or yoga equipment? Well, Stephen, wait and I tell you here. So Can't um, wait. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. Imagine there was one place on the internet, the home of all of the best health brands that you could purchase all the things that you need without the fuss of going to different websites or even to different stores. Wouldn't that be cool? Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, tell me more about this, Dave. Well, these two other super exuberant, excited, identical twins. Yes, we did say identical twins. Just like us. Yes. Started a business called health.com. And the idea is that it's a portal with all the best health brands that you do not get in other places. And they've all been validated by them, by their community and by experts. So it saves you having to go through reviews and whatnot. They have really high standards, fantastic products. That's cool. I hate looking through reviews. Yes. Awesome. They do everything from I mean, hair products. Most of your friends that come on this have discount codes. Do you have one of these for us? Today? Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I was just getting there. Thanks. Dude. Thanks dude. So, yeah, we've got a 20% discount code. Our friends from health.com. Discount code 20% off. The code is healthy healthypair, H E A L T H Y P E A R. That's health.com, healthy pair and you How get 20%. Health? F- H. You spell health.com as H E A L F. Dot com. And the discount code is H E A L T H Y P E A R for 20% off. And, and rumor has it. it we just got a box. We did you just get a box. Around. I just opened it. It's really, really cool. We got all sorts of stuff from MCT oils to um, lines Main supplement sprays. We had electrolytes. We had an acupressure mat. We got journals. Really, really cool stuff. Genuinely do check it out. You get everything from hair products to vitamins to supplements to movement equipment. They have so much really cool stuff. So, health.com, do check them out. Woo! Welcome, you manifesting wonder. Welcome to this week's podcast where we are exploring how to manifest the life that you want. Yeah, and I guess it's more than that. It really is because I guess manifesting gets a bad rap in many ways. You know, it really does. Sometimes it's like, oh, it's so woo woo. It's or, very easy to be cynical. of. But for those who are listening to this, I believe, and maybe I'm totally incorrect, is that manifesting is almost a new lens on many different, many different spiritual practices. And once again, spirituality is just a word too that rubs people up the wrong way as well because ultimately i think it's about having a better relationship with yourself and making more peace with what exists within your life. Wait, the cynics are going to love that, Dave. Yeah, no, well, I'm, I'm taking away any sticks that people go, mm, I hate that word, or I'm Well, the resistance. good thing is
2: that if it does rub you up the wrong way, you have so, an outlet now which is called podcasts at thehappypair.ie Yes,
1: it's in Where Sarah you can and give it. some feedback. <laughs> so,
2: Speaking of feedback, I want to actually read out some because yeah! finally we have some. Woo um So we've had uh, some lovely ones. Rhonda loves the sex mashup episode that we did recently she loved everything about sex, which nice. is thank you very much, Rob. No, I, I, like really I love sex. About, I love too. sex too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> However, Cormac McFarrell wasn't so sure about the sex topic, he did think, um, As a whole, the topics are varied and genuinely interesting, often things I wouldn't have thought about much previously or changes my previous views, which is cool. Which also echoes what Roxy, sorry, not Roxy, uh, Emma Leonard said, where she, uh, yeah, she finds our podcasts are great at kind of reminding her of things that she knew about but had forgotten to do for example, our Cheapest Way to Live to 100, where we did all the mashup of the community oh, series. Too. Emma's yeah. a
1: legend. Emma lives in Greystones, if that's the Emma yeah. She's I mean. Yeah, I think so, sound. yeah. She's wonderful.
2: <laughs> Go Good Emma. woman, Emma. But um, one thing Emma said, which I thought was interesting, she said that um, there is something with reminding ourselves of these great issues, because the Cheapest Way to Live to 100, we kind of, we speak about community and we speak about um you know, climate comes into this and being more local and, you know, uh, shopping more local and that kind of stuff, um, as long uh, as as well as uh, being like healthier beings. But anyway, sorry. she says there is something with reminding ourselves of these great issues. We are in a, a media environment where we are all pushed to go um, EV, ditch our oil, heating up, put up solar panels, all big money and attainable things for people. I can't make those changes but there is something we can do weekly with with each shopping trip we can make where we could start by taking 5 euro, 10 euro, 15 euro and making a better local sustainable choice with the money. Most people don't have luxury of deciding what EV car they want. Don't... <coughs> most people don't have... Uh, Sorry, most people don't have the luxury of deciding what EV car they want due to not being able to fund it. But everyone has money that spe- and they spend they don't need, even just five euro. It's almost like a challenge. Each week, commit an amount of money and make a different choice with that what you spend. So basically, a- Emma is calling on us to like, please like the call take, responsibility. take responsibility. A CTA, a yeah. call to
1: action. Sorry, I but blundered
2: but through that. Emma. You <laughs> did a great good, job. I wasn't good at reading from my laptop.
1: I'm sure. Yeah, a call to action. Yeah. And I think it's so true because ultimately, you know, like, and I think everyone listening has heard this before that like what we spend our money on ultimately creates the world we want to live in. And what we spend our money on is a vote. Yeah, it's a vote for the world we want to bring into existence. So if you want a more homogenous world that's focused on cheap and generally expresses greed. Ex- and is exploitative in terms of its nature, in terms of resources, yeah, the planet you can- nature well, then... You know, shop for cheap. You know, homogenous goods. But if you want a more local, sustainable world that is all about building more biodiversity and more soil health and more local farms and more local food systems, well, then do your best to make local choices that are very much about organic, sustainable, and you know. Yeah, good and for even nature. like uh, bearing um, in mind there is no perfect. No, and we're all going to die anyway.
2: No perfect, but even as simple as like uh, when you see something that's from Peru, like your blueberries or whatever, maybe you choose not to buy those blueberries then because but maybe they're they're, traveling they're, so far. Maybe
1: they're your treat for the day. Maybe, And they're your little maybe. moment of pleasure. So but I don't want to shun anyone <laughs> for having blueberries now, Sarah. Dave had blueberries in his bracky, and he doesn't want to deal with the guilt.
2: Yeah, oh exactly. my God, you're on
1: to me, Steve. <laughs> but it's the
2: small things uh, that it we're really going is. to do. Yeah. So I thought yeah. that was a lovely point. Yeah,
1: good point, yeah, Emma. Cool. Great Thank point. you, Emma. Totally love it. it, love it, love it, love yeah. it, love it. Love so done. please, uh, yeah, please
2: send us more So feedback. if I want to send
1: an email, where do I send it to again?
2: Podcast.
1: At thehappypair.ie That's happypair.ie, not yeah. .com Not .com Okay, great, brilliant, good to know <laughs> Great oh, Okay, on to manifesting Can we go back on to manifesting? Yeah, so manifesting is something that is very Sarah said it there earlier It's very popular within a certain demographic They just love it But I think manifesting is relevant to everyone Because all of us want to live happy healthy, fulfilled lives. Even the cynical people that are listening and going, I hate The this. cynical people probably aren't listening. No, they really are They aren't. probably didn't press on it. Yeah, yeah. But, but I think there's a place for it really is. I think there's so many grains of truth and when you get beyond those kind of resistance to it, there really is lots of wisdom and ultimately, as I said, it's about having a better relationship with yourself and a relationship with the things that exist in physical world around you. Yeah, in terms of Roxy, she is an amazing story of, she's the perfect example of someone that has applied manifesting she's someone that suffered she as she said herself she was attending narc ni N-A. narcotics anonymous Yes, at the age 21. And it was only 28, she started to come off um, cocaine and many of these um, addictions that she had. And over the last three years, she said, it's literally there the three years she's really experienced joy and happiness for the first time in her life. So she really is a wonderful example of someone who's been at the depths of life and has really used the tools of manifestation to transform her her life. Her book only came out this year and it's been already translated into 17 languages. It's been a bestseller in Ireland for 17 weeks in a row. And bestseller in the Sunday Times in the UK. And in America and all over the place so she's really
2: she has been named the manifesting queen by Forbes and the A-list favourite manifester by the Sunday Times Woo-hoo. there you go and Amazing. she's
1: super cool honest And she's just, a mother with a three year old she is class she really she's so real and tangible and relatable and she's a really lovely kind caring person and there's loads of wisdom in what she has to say and particularly the fact that she's really has experienced lows that she's speaking from her own real world experience and she is the fruit of manifestation the fact that she has you know changed her life around to such a degree and you know has such a, a, a stage of influence So one thing we want to tell you just before the podcast starts and it's a really cool podcast is we just want to tell you about something we've been working on for about the last almost two years I'd say more like 20 years Twenty years. Okay, nice. And the, but the focus has been in the last. Uh two years really has been because you know ultimately we started the happy pair when we were 24 and the whole idea there was to you know we started to create a happier healthier world and build community around this. And it sounds so super cliché but just to give, even give an example I remember I was out driving our vegetable oil powered van I was down at a rave uh, I didn't drink alcohol but I went down to support I think my brother was down playing that's Mark not David and on the way back I was stopped by the guards that's the pl- Irish police force and I was asked to walk in a straight Line and I walked in a straight line, and I thought this was great fun. I was meditating loads so I'd no kind of, you know, I wasn't really nervous at all. And he asked me uh, to show my insurance, and I was like, Oh, I don't have insurance. And he went, What do you mean you don't have insurance? Oh, I'll get it tomorrow, no bother. Like, and I thought, Oh, that's cool, great. And he said, Well, sure, when you get it, will you drop it down and show me? And I kind of forgot. Um, And then roll on a few months later, I was invited to court to explain myself (laughs) and went into the judge and I'd got insurance at that point and all that. Um, And he asked me, you know, how much did I earn so he could dictate how much the fine was. And I remember I was earning, we were paying ourselves, and this was probably for about five years, €4,800 a year per annum. Per annum. And he he couldn't believe me. He didn't believe me. He thought I was lying. So he gave me like a €500 fine. But anyway, that just shows how committed we were to the cause of vegetables. Yeah, so I guess that's a long-winded story of saying, I guess the first five years, we ended up paying ourselves less than five grand a year. But the whole idea really was we used to go talk to schools and we used to talk to kids. and mean, anyone that would listen, because it was really, we had found, we had changed our lives so much and felt so much joy. We, we felt... So we'd found something really special and wanted to try to inspire others. And I guess that's been the context of creating the happy pair. And Roland, I think it was probably about another six years in 2010, we were doing cooking classes upstairs in the restaurant above the cafe. And it would be fun. Like people would enjoy it and they go, ah, those lads, geez, they're good crack, you know, and they'd be as long for the for the bit of entertainment as much as anything. And then Steve said one day, he said um, he said like, there was a lady in there and she lost weight on Weight Watchers. Like, why don't we, come up with a course that people can measure the improvement to their health so they see this stuff works yeah see the power of the vegetables so we um so we ended up kind of i was reading a book by a doctor at the time who had showed in it was dr dean orner she had showed in his lifestyle heart trial that you could reverse a lot of indicators for heart disease and uh steve said "Well, why don't we see if we can do that over four weeks if we put people on literally a diet based around fruit veg Whole grains, beans, nuts, and seeds, and what happens over four weeks? And anyway, we'll we'll fast forward, and we did. We ended up running this experiment. We'd Angela, the nurse measure people's cholesterol, weight, and blood pressure. We twenty people through the experiment, and it did amazing. It was it was astounding results, and we were we were bamboozled. We were just delighted. We we thought geez. we'd hope they work, but like I remember the day we were waiting for the results to come out. And I remember sitting there, kind of feeling like, geez, I'm kind of a bit afraid if this doesn't work. Like I feel like everything I'm living is a lie. You know when you feel like you're gonna almost explode because like you're living a lie. But yeah, the, the came out f- great, so we were we were re, we were reaffirmed. And, and anyway, like, the, the, to the, the story the story went on where we. Um, we, we did that first course, and it had great results, and we did more of them. And after a couple of courses, someone wrote an article in the Irish Times. That's the national paper in Ireland. And then there was someone else who wrote one in the Irish Independent. And obviously, the courses got super busy. So someone had the idea of, why don't we build an online course? And this is 2012. So this is 10 years ago. The internet really was, there wasn't so much people putting their credit card in the internet. People were scared of putting their credit card in the internet. Broadband was just coming out. Yeah, and we had, and there was none of these platforms you could build a course on. Like, building a course on the internet back then was a very novel idea. And just as it would happen, we had a work experience kid. He was a 16-year-old kid. Jack Harley, big shout out to you. Who was an, he was an amazing coder. He was this, like, incredibly gifted coder. And here he was working in our vegetable shop, you know, just by chance. And we asked him, would he be able to build us a custom-coded site for our courses and he went and did it and we paid him of course for it and we launched a course in this is in 2012 which was way ahead of the curve and it was so far ahead of the curve that no one did it uh, and Stephen Steve, was so committed, he was like, well, let's just give this course for free. like it's helped The world so many needs people. it, we got to change the world. And no. what we realised is that people didn't do it when you gave it for free. No, they didn't value it. And then we started charging people 50 euro and they still wouldn't do it. But when we charged people 100 euro, they actually would do the the course. So, But anyway, Roll On, um, since we first created that first one, we ended up um, partnering with doctors and building other courses. And really, the whole context was still the same of how can we create some digital... Experience to help transform people's lives. And we've been doing that up until two years ago, we kind of reached a point where it's going, okay, well, how can we take this to the next level? How can we really create something? Like me and Steve have been eating, we've we've been living this extremely healthy life for 20 years and kind of going, well, how can we kind of be the guides for people? How can we really support people and build longer term relationships where we can really support people in making these transformations? And it sounds twee, but like living their best life, feeling energy. Feeling happy, feeling content And 22 months ago We started this project of building An app Woo, an app Yes, an app, not an app an app, it's app, it's app, app, we're <laughs> A, a mobile app. application. Yeah, uh, so we've been doing that for 22 months and it's, it's amazing. We're launching on the 3rd of October and the whole context is to support people because most everyone knows what to do. It's just the context is to really support people and hold their hands and obviously they'll get access to all our courses. It's and got all yearly, course- oh. yearly and monthly memberships. And all the courses we partner with medical experts where you have gastroenterologists, dietitians, cardiologists, neurologists. There's loads of different medical experts, but the goal of it is to practically apply the learning. So it's like, one, the why is there, but it's also explaining the how, and that's the big thing. And the big thing, I think, is the USP or the differentiator is that it's to support you. It's to have guides in your pocket and community to support you, to help you. So how are you doing the support, Steve? How are we doing the support? We're going to do, like, lives all the time. Yeah we've got daily lives I think in the morning I'm starting from 7 to 7.20 Doing a rise Go and Dave. shine uh, Well you'll probably be Helping with it too uh, But we've got all sorts Of daily lives And we've got It's, it's, it's class I, We couldn't be more proud of it And really to You guys Thank you for listening We are most grateful And um, we've got a special Between October the 3rd And October the 10th on doing, when you're listening Of what year? Uh, 2022 you'll get it for 99 euro which is really good you just use the code happy no no it's just it's 99 euro oh, 99 for, for everyone. a special that's a Between special it, launch then, that's, that's the annual membership and if you are listening to this post those dates if you use the code happy podcast you'll get it for 120 euros yeah so that's the annual go. membership so yeah we're super pumped about it um, it's called the happy pair app healthy living so uh, yeah we're super pumped about it we really, yep. couldn't be more proud so please do check it out you will hear more about this yeah. so cause anyway it's, think, there you are uh, now without further ado, we give you this week's podcast. Yeah. Are you an early riser or a late... Are you a night owl or a morning person or what's your...
0: No, definitely a morning person. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I would happily be in bed by 9 p.m.
1: I think that's the life of a parent, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you kind of... That's <laughs> like when you're a night owl or not, like the life of a parent, just your clock has to change.
0: <laughs> no, definitely. But also... I don't know. There's something I find so peaceful about the morning and in the evenings, I'm, what's the point? What's the point of being awake when I could be sleeping <laughs> and I could be resting?
1: Agreed, <laughs> agreed. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Um and what age what age is your son now? He's young. He's
0: he? three. He's three. Yeah, yeah. You guys have kids.
1: Yeah, yeah. Three yeah, hours so Steve's got a twelve or no, nearly twelve, nine and five, and I've got oh my goodness, and nine. So yeah. yeah,
0: oh my gosh, we've
1: got five between so they're us.
0: Like, they're like basically teenagers. <laughs> yeah, oh, our nearly.
1: eldest are like you know they've moved from you know the way like your three year old you come home and yeah. you are the center of his universe and he just yeah. you are you know the physical manifestation of god whereas nowadays like our 11 year olds like they don't hold their hand they won't hug you they don't you know you're just uncool you're oh, geez. Oh, no. Oh, no. oh it's become that like i don't know if you watched kevin and perry when you were it was a harry enfield <laughs> yeah, sketch and show, yeah it was it's a, touch a bit it of that down. going on there's a degree that. Right. But hey, it's okay <laughs> i'm sure we were like that too yeah
0: well i'm gonna appreciate the cuddles while i can get them
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Now you've got a good decade of them, or maybe not a decade, but there's plenty of them left. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, a, well, congrats on everything you've done. Really, it's it's amazing Thank to you. kind of see your journey because yeah, it phenomenal. You it's were, almost you, it's almost like you've done a lot of your own homework. Almost like a tree, like you plant lots of roots and you do lots of work on yourself, and then you know the the tree grows and then it fruits, and it seems like you know there's the seasons to life, and this has been you know the fruit of lots of hard work which you've done on yourself. So, congrats.
0: Oh well, thank you. Thank you so much. yeah, it's um, it's been wild. Like, I actually can't wrap my head around how fast this year's gone, and you know, so many pinch me moments. and yeah, but you're right. like it's exactly that. There's so much that comes before it. There's so much hard work and inner work and healing and tears and uh, yeah. It's a process.
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the one thing which is amazing in terms of manifesting is like, you know, as as you'll know better than anyone, you know, it would have started with the book The Secret, where it was very much about manifesting stuff. And when you say the word manifest, mm-hmm. like certainly in Ireland people go, Oh, that woo-woo stuff. And like people associate with stuff, like you manifest a new car, you manifest any of those things. But then I guess there's, you know, you've you've brought it into a different context where it's very much about um personal development and growth and, and creating a life that you want to live ultimately.
0: 100%. You know, I think you're totally right. And when, when you do look at the book, like the secret and, and obviously it's an incredible book and it's so many, um, you know, open people's minds to how powerful they are, which is, you know, undeniably um, meaningful, but the focus I think then, and probably was kind of relevant to the time that it was released was on, like you say, things, money, cars, you know, whatever. But it kind of missed, or potentially people that follow it now, miss the fact that it is a self-development practice. Um, and I always say, look, it's not magic. You know, people kind of say, oh, it's this magical thing. It's like as if it's this woo-woo thing. There's nothing magic about it. It's just empowering yourself to become, you um, so full of self-belief and so willing to put in the work that you make it happen.
1: Yeah, because yeah. like a core part of it is to learn to take responsibility for your own life and to move beyond kind of victim mindset. And in in lots of ways, manifestation is another lens on many traditional spiritual practices such as accepting where you're at being totally present and making the best with what is surrounded you so ultimately it's a it's a modern lens on many spiritual principles in lots of ways
0: oh 100 that's why i say firstly it's a meeting of science and wisdom but if you listen to any great philosopher thinker leader they're all talking about manifestation they're just maybe not using it using that term like they're not saying the word manifest but actually all the principles kind of fall under what i think is man the manifest kind of umbrella and then all the self-development and healing comes underneath it but i think what's really important that you, that you touched on is that it is about taking responsibility and getting out of victim mindset and i think actually that's why it can really rub people off the wrong way i just did a tv appearance and afterwards it was like life coach gets mocked you know for saying that manifesting is you know complete bullshit and it was the first time i could have seen an article like that but it totally makes sense because of course there are going to be so many people out there that are you know really hate this term and this idea because it requires you to take responsibility and that is a really hard thing to do for a lot of people
1: Yeah, so what does it mean for anyone listening who kind of goes, yeah, that sounds great. What does that mean? Like, is it, can you give just examples to anyone listening so they can go, yeah, okay, got it, taking responsibility for my own, that I am driving my own life in so many ways and there's a huge degree of self-autonomy that we all have.
0: Mm. I think it's that, you know, on, on like a scientific kind of energy level, it's that the energy that we are vibrating at you know and and everything in the universe is made of energy is made of atoms and that everything has different vibrational frequencies and quantum physics will say that like attracts like so if we're vibrating at a high frequency we'll attract high vibrational frequency things back into our lives and so if we can be mindful of how we um, are operating and that means that you know we encourage ourselves to operate a high vibe and, and sink into high vibrational emotions and feelings such as love acceptance gratitude peace rather than sitting in this constant low state of fear anxiety um envy bitterness shame guilt you know and really how we feel as much as it does not always Not always, okay, there are exceptions, but generally speaking, how we feel is a choice. Like we can choose how we feel, we can choose how we respond to things that happen to us, we can choose what meaning we attach to negative experiences, we can we can we have the power to choose everything basically that that about how we respond to the world and how we experience it that's not to say that it's always easy to and it's not saying that you shouldn't allow yourself to process and feel negative emotions you absolutely should but you choose whether you indulge in them or you process them let them go and then decide and make a conscious decision to choose a more empowering perspective and um, cultivate a more high vibrational frequency emotion.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, it makes loads of sense. And I guess like, I'd love to hear cause you know, you like knowing parts of your journey, like you've gone from where you've hit rock bottom to some degree, and then someone might look at you now age, you know, in your early 30s and kind of go oh my god you're so successful you've like manifested this life of dreams that like so many people look up to and like could you even talk us through that journey or your own personal process because I think that's the greatest there's so much learning within that of frame. manifestation you really walk your talk yeah which is- you, you are you yeah, are yeah. the you are the, the fruit of this manifesting journey and it would be so interesting to hear your story of like because obviously there has been a huge personal development bit and rock bottoms and facing with your fears and your doubts and overcoming these things mm. and i know that's yeah. a big question and you could spend 10 hours or 10 minutes <laughs> or you know so t- as much as you feel like discussing
0: um so I think kind of like going way back I would say like overall I never ever knew happiness like that is the truth like I never grew up learning how to be happy I wasn't shown and um, there was no um and like this is without any disrespect to my family but there was no emotional safety validation um, and then part, you know, partner that with being in Iraqi in Oxford with the Iraqi war breaking out. I was very much, you know, things are very different then I think even to how they are now. With a lot of casual racism. I felt different. Like, and I had started rejecting myself at a very young age um, for, since as long as I can remember. And then when I turned 12, I changed my name from Rowan to Roxy, which was me really, again, rejecting who I was, going, I'm going to have to be someone else to try and fit in. And I don't want people to think that I'm this foreigner by my name. And so that's kind of an idea where my headset's at at that point, right? So I'm thinking I can't even be me if I want to be liked or valued in any way. And that, you know, transpired into kind of eating disorders, um, and then as soon as I left school, basically just turned to drinking drugs. And that was my way of escaping from being myself. And, and, and alongside that as well, kind of really needing to seek attention from men, um, thinking that, you know, if somebody, a guy was, you know, whether he was like successful, he had status. And if I was with them, then maybe that would reflect onto me. I was as good as the guy I was with, if you know what I mean. and. And so there was this, all this really just self-sabotaging behavior and, you know, the addiction to cocaine, I think, really took over my life I would, for a good eight years. Um, I went to my first NA meeting when I was 21 and I didn't really give up until I was 28. So it was a really long journey. And within that, there were... So many rock bottoms. I mean, even now, if I if I'm on watching TV and I see a scene where people are out taking drugs, like I have a physical, like visceral response to watching that. Like it brings up so much anxiety um, because the the amount of mornings that you would just lie there, like where you've taken so many drugs, you can't sleep, you're just shaking with like and the self loathing and it's like you're putting yourself through constant mini traumas. And that was basically my life. Um, and I hadn't known any different and I just thought I will never, ever be happy. And, um, but having said that, one thing I always used to say was, "By the time I'm 30, my life will be totally different." Like I, I felt like I, I, knew in me, I was like, when "Wow!" did you just say like, this
1: in your head, just regularly. You just kind of just felt this. It was kind of something that was.
0: And then, yeah, I, 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 really looked up to Gwyneth Faltrow. I loved her podcast, and I just started listening to it. And I was like, "When I'm 30, I'm going to be like Gwyneth. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to eat clean. <laughs> I'm not going to be trapped in this." But as I was edging closer. I was 27 and i was like like i'm deep in my addiction and there's no like i don't see how this is gonna change so i went and did a yoga teacher training course um because i thought this will save yoga me. has the <laughs> like answer of course I like, yeah i'll be like this will this will save me and, and yoga was one thing that i'd done from the age of 21. so it had like been my safe space throughout Tell me if this is boring, by the way. I'm giving you like my it's whole class. I love point.
1: it. I really love it. And I love Well, it gives a <laughs> reference point to everything you're saying. You know, it really does. You're wonderful. <laughs> um,
0: so I went to this yoga teacher training, and there was this monk there, and he saw my hand, and he was like, You have this fork in your palm. And that is like the wise fork. And you're here to like teach and lead and inspire. And I was like, great, I'm going to be a yoga teacher. Like I'm on the
1: journey.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you are right. But it really gave me something in me. And I, I did feel like I would go home and my thing was going to be that I would try and teach yoga to people. And at the beginning, I was going to give them really inspirational, like talks. That was kind of what I was thinking I would do. Anyway, I had this month and it was a really hard month. I had lots and lots of, it was really, it was challenging in every way. Like it was a lot of crying, a lot of tears, a lot of, at this point, I still felt that I needed a man too. And this is like really me just being honest. I, I was really thought, you know, if I ever want to live a nice life, I'm going to have to have a man support me. And I was just like, my whole focus was like, how can I meet someone? How can I be in a relationship with someone? um had no absolutely no ambition for myself like the yoga was just something for me to do but I didn't think that I was capable of being a successful businesswoman by any means um so got home 24 hours later back on the drugs and had a 48-hour bender And I'd gone home with someone and I'd gone to an after party with some randoms and it was like really fucking dark. And I felt at that point, this was May, um, this was, yeah, this was May 2018. And I thought that is it. Like I'm never, ever going to change. I've just been away for a month. No smoking, no meat, no booze, no drugs all this yoga, all this meditation. And I'm still look where I am the minute I get back into the city. And so I called my friend and I was like, what, like, what am I going to do? And she said, Oh, um, listen to this podcast on manifesting. And so I listened to it. And obviously the first thing I wanted to manifest was meeting someone. So I started listening to the podcast, researching it, um, and wrote down this like list of like what I wanted in someone, Um, and on the 7th of June, Wade messaged me on this dating app. It was the 7th of June, 2018, and then on the 7th of June, 2019, our son was born. Wow. Quick move. And (laughs) it wasn't intentional. But but what happened was when I – was pregnant because I suddenly had to give up. Obviously when I felt pregnant, I suddenly had to give up drugs and booze and smoking and all my crutches. So I comfort ate and I gained 30 kilos. And I also had no job. And I was having a baby with this like random man from Australia that knew no one in London. I had no money. He had no money. Wow. I was like what the fuck is this? This is not what I wanted to manifest. <laughs> and I hit uh, that pregnancy was the darkest time of my life. Like without doubt, of everything, nothing could compare to the mental prison that I was in during pregnancy. Like you could I would not wish that on my worst enemy. And it's the reason I, I, I don't think I could put myself through pregnancy again. It sounds um, like a real dark night was, of the
1: soul. Like it, it was the was, culmination of loads of things coming together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is such a good way of describing it. It's exactly that. But what happened was a week before I found out I was pregnant, I had started something called Agony Aunt Sundays on my um, Instagram where I would just give people advice every Sunday. And I, I don't even know why I did it. I just, I love helping people. I've always loved giving people advice, but I just thought, you know, just do that. And, um, when I was pregnant and going through this really dark time every Sunday, I had something that gave me purpose. And, you know, I think when you're in depression, it's a very inward illness. Like it's, it's so about you and your pain and your darkness. And when you can give to others, it's like this saving grace. It's like this moment of like peace because it's not about you. It's about how you can be of service to others. And that what saved me. It really was the one thing that got me through and i coupled that with this deep visualization that i would do throughout you know throughout my pregnancy i was like when i have this baby i am going to be the best fucking version of myself that is this i'm going to change my life i had such sheer determination and i was reading books and i was immersing myself in self development and i just there was like i was just i had so much the pain of it was my catalyst for change i was like i will not live like this anymore like this is gonna this is gonna be the end of this chapter of my life um and the minute Wolfie was born you know I started with the way I was feeding myself I changed my habits literally the moment I got home from hospital I started exercising I started practicing everything I'd been learning about manifestation and self-development Three months later, no, five months after Wolfie was born, I hosted my first workshop in November 2019 to 100 people. And three years later, which will be next, you know, coming up, I'm going to be hosting a workshop to 1,000 people at the Helix. So um, that's Great basically job. it.
1: <laughs> Good Phenomenal. story. <laughs> metaphorical hats off roxy incredible really that. really, really, wonderful. really this is really. so like to get into the, just the nuts and bolts of manifesting so you talked about the importance of taking responsibility like uh, I, uh just some of the basics that i'm aware of like visualization mm. journaling positive affirmations these are some of the practices is i wonder if you go into some of the detail around them because i'm sure and most I, people are I, like i want what you got roxy how do i do that yeah because it's pretty quick quick turnaround
0: yeah you know i think the reason in what you've described those things like journaling positive affirmations etc they would be what I would call like rituals that can support your manifesting journey but they aren't what manifesting is about and I think that's where the misconception is so the main thing about manifesting visualization is the first step obviously like to to get to where you want to go, you need to know where it is you're headed, like simple. And and neuroscience will tell you that if you do regular visual rehearsal, your subconscious parts of your brain will start to prime itself to help you reach there by seeking out um, opportunities you may have missed and filtering out unwanted information. So visualization, of course, is an incredible tool. It's the first step. But the next main thing, and this is why it's a self-development practice, is that step two of my book is remove fear and doubt. And because what stands in the way of any of us and our dreams is our fear and doubt. And that's a combination of our insecurities, low self-worth, limiting beliefs. And that is because we do not manifest from our conscious thoughts. We manifest from our subconscious beliefs about what we're worthy of. And so self-worth lies at the kind of core of manifestation. And that's why self-love, I always say self-love is the driving force behind manifestation. You cannot want to manifest a promotion But then be someone that's treating yourself like shit, self-sabotaging every day, eating shit, drinking, going on bends every weekend. It doesn't it doesn't match up because the universe, which to me is an energetic force greater than ourselves, I always think is watching. How do you really feel about yourself? How worthy do you think you are of abundance, of success, of love and contentment and how you treat yourself, how you behave day to day, what routines you have that all matters, that all contributes to that.
1: Mm. there's there's a great uh a friend has an expression you know those expressions oh you are life happens to you or life happens for you or whatever but he always says life happens from you which i think is probably truer because ultimately we are all as you said you know the world is made of energy and we are in a sense radio Mm. control towers that are emitting a frequency and life kind of always matches Mm. that and i wonder in a sense that like you know each one of us as you said self-love and there's all these various practices but i wonder like to be in this complete state of trust and faith in life is really, that's in the, the, the ultimate expression of gratitude. You are here. I have absolute yes. faith in this universal energy. I have, I'm grateful for it and I'm really in it. But then that's a mm. conflict between a lot of modern values, which are about like, you know, ambition and growth and desire and all these type of things. So they're almost like, mm. you know, how do you kind of make peace with these two things? Because they're almost slightly different worlds. One is, is very much mm. about, A present moment awareness and acceptance and gratitude and then the other one is kind of almost slightly coming from a there's a hint of insecurity or a hint of kind of you know you're looking for more and i know manifestation Mm. is like you kind of i I, i'm doing my best i think that's good like how do you balance them both or how do you find a a bridge between the two of them because they're almost conflicting yeah
0: So in um, step five of my book is called Cultivate Gratitude Without Caveats. And And I say within that, there's something called the manifesting sweet spot, which is knowing what you want whilst being entirely grateful for all that you already have. I think that there is a misconception that they have to be separate. Like, how can I be completely grateful for the house I live in if I want to manifest somewhere bigger? But you can do both. You can cultivate an attitude of gratitude and immerse yourself for that into that high vibrational feeling of appreciation for all that you already have. You can retrain your subconscious brain to look for the good in your life, to feel that um, you know, to always be seeing the silver lining, whilst also being somebody that wants to grow and to evolve. And I think that one way that you can balance both is to understand that, like, what's your intention for growth and and the things that you want what's the intention behind it because if your intention is to like fill a void or an insecurity or you're kind of doing it for the wrong reasons then that's coming from a very different place than someone who's going do you know what i really love my i'm really grateful for i already have but i know that for my soul's purpose and you know, to feel more contented. I know that that's still where I want to strive towards, you know, while simultaneously being able to appreciate the journey there. They're two very different things. And so I think if you're coming at it from this place of, look, I, I already have loads to be grateful for, but I do want to evolve. I do want to grow because that's what we're here to do, isn't it? Is it's to move forward in, in, in whether spiritually, physically, mentally, or whatever. Um, then, yeah, then
1: you can do both. That's a great point about intention because, you know, it's almost like one aspect of it, there's an element of ego within it, you know, you because know, it might be I want to have loads of money and have a big house and be really famous. And that's very much probably coming from a point of insecurity and a point of lack and probably mm-hmm. egoic and coming from fear. Yeah. Whereas if you're kind of going, I want to, you know, Uh, help loads of people and help, you know, whatever, it's coming from a different point of service and part of that journey might be money and, you know, these Mm -hmm. things that you didn't necessarily want but they might happen by default which is money and bigger house and recognition or whatnot. How does one, like Roxy, one thing because I heard you mention it's like, where are the limitations with manifesting because as you said, I think often people ask you, Roxy, how do I manifest winning the lottery? Like, and and I've heard Mm. you say you can't do that. So, where are the kind of the the places that manifesting can be applied and where they can't
0: yeah great question um you know manifesting can be the reason why you can't manifest winning the lottery is because that is just chance it's random right and like i was saying at the beginning this isn't magic this isn't like being psychic or having some like there's nothing magic about it right it's about becoming so empowered that you take the steps to make it happen and so Aligning your behaviour, which is step three, is a huge part of this. It's about you stepping outside your comfort zone, taking those risks. You know, if you were thinking, if you if you stopped for a second and you thought, okay, if I there's something I want in my life, like there's something I want to have, and you know, in your heart of hearts, what you need to do to get you there, if fear and doubt weren't standing in your way, okay, that's always really the question. It's like how limitless can you make yourself? How powerful can you be? How much can you act outside of the restraints of your insecurities? That's how you make magic happen, by stepping into the best version of yourself that isn't, like I say, constrained by everything in your mind that's currently holding you back. So you can manifest anything as long as you are the driving force behind it. You can't manifest things that are just pure chance or luck.
1: What do you mean by you're the driving force behind it?
0: You're the one making it
1: happen.
0: Yeah, you're the one. Let's say you wanna manifest a job interview. You are the one who has to um, do the work, Find the interviews, um, have that kind shift your energetic frequency, go and show up as the best version of yourself when you're in the room. Um, look out for opportunities. Don't settle for the first thing that comes your way because you don't really believe you're worthy of your dream job. You know, that's it's all about you doing it. It's not you're just sat there waiting for something to come, you know, your friend to just come in with an interview opportunity that she heard about. You know, you're actively proactively seeking it out
1: beautiful there, there's what so you said a lovely word there: energetic frequency and it's kind of like and most of us are going around with fear and doubt like they're very kind of mm. prevalent you know people say there's two drivers mm. in the world there's pleasure and there's fear or there's and, love you know, or fear or love mm. and fear whatever it might be mm. but um i'm just wondering in terms of energetic frequency. like you know as you said the world is made up of energy and we are very mm. we are ultimate creators as human beings you know we can our capacity to manifest all sorts of things is a direct rep, probably replication of where we are in the present moment. And I just wondered in terms of um, like the conscious creation, the matching your energetic frequency or whatever, like how are steps that people can take in terms of that? Because as you said, like there's toolkits, there's journaling, there's visioning, there's all these types of things. But like the, there is this, as Stephen said, there was a spirituality element to it or there's a spiritual element mm. of making peace with yourself. To kind of yeah. have an energetic frequency that is not imbued with fear and all those subtle... Like, it's really subtle. There's so many subtle little things here mm. we're trying to put put words on. Are you kind of asking moving from low vibe to high vibe? Pretty much, yeah. But like... Uh, but it's not a switch like I know it's not a switch and high vibe mm-hmm. some people might kind of think high vibe is being like a puppy dog like you're bouncing around the place but ultimately yeah. it's like it's probably coming from a point of where you're you are really grateful and you have such a level of self-acceptance and gratitude for what mm-hmm. you have in the present moment and ultimately that frequency is going to be matched and as you said you've got to focus on yourself like I want to help the world but become XYZ or whatever it is and yeah sorry I'm a bit confused here maybe you yeah. could riff off no. what I've said
0: You know, it's it's that, it's the gratitude, it's that, but it's also the surrender. It's the trusting that everything is unfolding the way that it's supposed to. And I know that sounds so cliche and people really struggle with that. And so sometimes what I ask them to do is I say, okay, look back in your life at times where you thought something was going spectacularly wrong and you were like, fuck, I didn't get that job or that house fell through or... I missed that train. And look then what happened afterwards that was the silver lining. Because no doubt there is something that happened afterwards where you went, thank God it didn't turn out that way. Thank God that thing I wanted at the time didn't happen. We've all got examples of that. And it's actually a really nice way for us to look, to be able to begin to strengthen that trust that everything There's a a reason for everything. And and sometimes that reason is just to learn and to expand and to to grow. Um, But having that sense of surrender, like everything is always okay in the end. that You always figure it out. One technique that I use um, with Wade, and we got it from this show, This Is Us, is worst case scenario. So, you know, if you're suddenly feeling a bit stressed about something and you're like, I don't know, like, like your boss emails you and they're like, oh my God, you need to come in for a meeting. And and you're immediately feeling stressed and you're anxious and you've got that fear response and you're like, oh, you know what's going to happen. And then you go to worst case scenario. Okay, worst case scenario, he calls me and he fires me. Right, what am I going to do in that situation? I will do X, Y, and Z. There's a solution. Whatever happens, I'll get through it. There's an answer. There's a, there's a way out of it we'll deal with it when it comes. And I think that's just like a really nice technique when you're in this kind of, these little things can help you build that kind of self-trust that you are capable of handling whatever life throws at you. And that more likely than not, it's happening for a greater, greater good, a greater reason.
1: Yeah, nice, good, nice um, one too. And in terms of... Um, the specifics around manifesting, I've a friend is really into it and he often says, rather than focusing on what you want, focus on how you feel once you've achieved it or mm. you've got there. And I just wonder if yes. you could talk about the importance of manifesting from the emotions as opposed to kind of your mind, what it is you want and what color it is. Mm. And it's more about how you feel when you get there.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um that's exactly right. So when we say that we don't manifest from our conscious thoughts, because you know, our thoughts. When we have sixty thousand thoughts a day. You know, it would be mayhem if that's what we were um, manifested from. We manifest from our subconscious and from. You know, we tra- there's, there's a quote that says we attract what we feel. Okay, and feeling is where the vibrational frequency sits. So it's that it's those is that energetic feeling of things or the emotions that we're experiencing. And so, if you want to, um, like again, manifest your dream home, you don't want to just picture what it looks like. You want to imagine and immerse yourself in the feelings of walking in through the front door, the feeling of already having it. And that's kind of, you know, let's say if you're doing a visualization meditation, that's really what you want to get at, not just seeing it, but immersing yourself in that feeling of having it. That's how you shift your vibration. And, you know, I believe certainly that once you immerse yourself in the feeling of the future, you begin your journey to get you there.
1: Good one. I like that. So story. for example, we're launching an app next month and we've been building it for two years. And you know, obviously it's oh, been Oh, thank you very much. It's been a great adventure. And uh and so so obviously we've put lots of energy and effort and time and resources and everything into it and it comes out next month and there's there's a huge collection of emotions around releasing it because a bit like a book you write a book and you're kind of going oh i wonder what the world will think of it or will anyone read it Mm -hmm. or whatever whatever and and then there's relief you're done to apply the the manifestation Mm -hmm. principles to this it's ultimately going forward and going okay how do we want to feel when this is launched like how do i want to feel in Mm -hmm. three months six months and what does that feel like when it's super successful that's kind of how you almost
0: Yeah. I mean, I would definitely, you guys, before you, I mean, I would personally do a vision board for the app and do it like a week before it comes out, two weeks before, put a year from now and all the things you want and be really specific with the details, the amount of subscribers you want to have had, like the revenue, whatever it is, like be very specific with your goals for the app. And then sink into a deep meditation and visualize how it feels one year from now, having looked back at all its success, how proud you are of it, that, you know, most of the feeling of pride, gratitude, oh my goodness, like how it feels to, for someone in your team to come and tell you, you just hit this many numbers or whatever it is. That would be such a great way to do it.
1: Yes, that's brilliant. nice one, I like that. Yeah, I like I'm that. on it. So in terms of gratitude, because that's something that is very practical and anyone listening go, okay, right, I've heard that's really good for me, I must start doing it. And one thing I kind of got into habit a number of years ago is in the evening, my wife's um, quite religious and we'll say a prayer together in Polish and then we go through with the kids and each of us will say five things we're grateful for and it's a great way, at least we've found, one, to hear about what the kids are interested in and two, just to try yeah. to cultivate that muscle of gratitude. And mm-hmm. I just wonder, are there any practices that you kind of cultivate regularly that help you see the world through that lens of appreciation as opposed to lack?
0: I love that. So, in my book, I do give a couple of examples. Um, one of them, which is my, probably my, my favorite one, and um, I created a journal with the head plan, actually, an amazing Irish company. Um, so, it looks cool, it looks Chiron, really nice. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's amazing, I must say. Um, but anyway, so in the journal, you've got this loads, loads of like, so it's like having me as your life coach for three months, basically. But within it, there's daily pages and the morning is for awareness. Um, and the evening is for space rights, positivity journal. And what I encourage people to do um, with a positivity journal, and you can do it with the journal or just in your notebook. But you write down every single good thing that happened to you from the moment you woke up to the moment you went, to the moment you go to bed. And you write everything. So you write, you know, I woke up, the sun was shining. Um, My coffee tasted really good. Someone smiled at me on the way to work, whatever it is. And what you notice is that your days are filled with beautiful moments that otherwise go unnoticed. And the more you do this, the more your subconscious starts to look out for these moments you would otherwise miss because it knows, you know, you've got to write it down um, at the end of the day. And quite quickly you'll notice your whole perception of the world begins to change. You start to see, see all these things, you know, you might find that something your partner does every day that you never noticed. And then suddenly you're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's a really amazing. That's a really lovely moment because that's all life. That's what we want from life. Right. It's just these joyful simple moments it's not you know and that really comes to how what happiness really is it's not what you know I thought taking a line of coke you know and feeling that like insane high or you know a dopamine rush you know from meeting someone new or whatever you know happiness I think is is being able to notice and appreciate and feel grateful for the simple moments and and every one of us has simple moments of joy that we that we are ignoring currently that we can start to appreciate
1: i think it's beautiful the way you said it because it reminds me like say you start out a new relationship and you're kind of you have a call every evening and you kind of share your little bits during the day that you know that were special and you're almost like Collecting them throughout your day and in a way that's a similar practice and almost so almost that start of a new relationship there's a real feeling of love and excitement in you and a new relationship with yourself. Ultimately, Absolutely. I'm, I'm not just saying mm. it's a, a sexual relationship. It could be an intimate relationship, whatever. Mm. But but I'm saying it, with yourself. With yourself. Like, exactly. So I think there's mm. real beauty and I think this, that's such a lovely action that one can do to help reframe and focus on the little small things in mm. life because Ultimately, it's the little things where they're the big things in life. That's where the beauty and the real happiness lies. What, what totally. One thing I'd, one thing I'd love to to hear is, um, so like, your life has had a massive turnaround in loads of ways. Like mm. in, in like three or four or five years or whatever the kind of time frame is specifically. Mm. You know, it's been an incredible turnaround. Like it's it's just it's glorious to hear about, and and I have so much admiration for it. And I wonder like. Like, what does your daily habits look like now? Like, I'd love to know how you live your day now. And I'm sure there's a listening, you know, compared to what it previously would have been where it was, mm. you know, there was more fear and other things. Whereas now, like, you know, you're coming from a very different place.
0: Yeah. I think in terms of just kind of like daily stuff, I would say the things that really impact me at the way that I eat and move my body. Um, I, I you know, you just cannot underestimate, you know, anyone that comes to me and says, you know, I'm stuck in a row. Like, what should I do? It's like, well, how are you eating and how are you moving your body? That has to be the place to start, Uh, you know, because, you know, 90% of our serotonin is produced in our guts. Of course. I mean, you guys know the importance of it. So that for me, I would say is a really integral part of my manifesting journey as well. And people don't often associate that. They think it's all about, the meditation the journaling no for me actually feeling energized having vitality um, is really important so that for me is big Um, I fall asleep to a visualization meditation every single night without fail oh Um, wow what's um, that that? can you
1: tell us about that that's just a meditate some little track that just yeah I
0: just go on I I have loads on my website but obviously I don't like listening to my own voice so I just go on YouTube I've done that is one thing I have done since the day I found out about manifesting um and it depending on what I need, whether it's like I might just do a manifesting meditation, or it be a self love meditation, or um, you know, I'll just I'm always visualizing before bed, like what I want to achieve, what's next, or how I want to feel. If I want more confidence, or whatever it is, um, and that's it. And then the other stuff, you know, honestly, the steps in the book, I live and breathe them. That it's not something I consciously think about I just live and breathe the steps and they do work and that's not to say I'm totally healed like there's still stuff I'm battling with internally like you say it's only been well it's, it's been a really quick turnaround I've only known any kind of joy in my life for three years so it's not it's not As though now I don't suffer from any kind of insecurities or, you know, there's definitely still massive imposter syndrome, which I've only just kind of started to recognize, you know, when people come to me and they're like, oh my God, your book's changed my life. I'm like, what? Like, mate, like, I I don't understand, like, I don't get that they're, for me, it's almost as if it's not me, it's the book. And then I forget that I that the book is is an extension of me, but I don't feel that way. It's hard to explain.
1: No, I get it. I think that's something that so many of us can grapple with is this imposter syndrome. Like
0: yeah. why
1: are you asking me that? Or why um why did you come to see me? Or wow, you want me to write my name in a book? Oh my God. You know, I think yeah. that's that's something that I, I think we can all relate to in certain different ways.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, which is hard. And, 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 and how do you deal with that? How do you how do you How do you kind of start to Not overcome it But to dance with it As opposed to Go against it and reject it
0: You know I think It's It's really coming back to like It's two things Firstly it's like I really Every time I get a DM Or a message like that Or somebody saying something I really try to pause And like take it in And allow it to sink into me Like I've spoken to myself In such cruel ways For so much of my life That Actually, I like to let myself hear the kind words and 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 hear that people's stories and impact. And again, because it's, it's not really about me, it's about them. Um, but separately to that, I still focus very much on healing all the time. I'm still finding new therapies, ways to tap into my subconscious to unlock trauma. You know, I, I've got worlds of pain that is still living within me. That. I'm still processing. And that is, I will probably be doing, doing that all of my life.
1: And <laughs> um, yeah. what, what I, have I you think? Found to be, oh, sorry, Steve. I was, I was, I was, oh, no, no, I, I I, two questions came up and sorry, I'm really excited. Um, one, okay, I, I remember hearing you talked about someone saying they bought the book and they DM'd you and they're going, oh my God, your relationship has, you've decided to uncouple with your partner um, and like, oh my God, I want my money back. Your book doesn't work. Like I'm manifesting true love. Your love didn't work. You're a, you're an imposter. I don't believe you. Um, yeah. Can you just talk about like the limitations with manifesting because life is life and we all have to accept that we're not fully in control, albeit we're aiming towards a particular direction and we have to accept what it is.
0: Well, you know, I think not every nothing is forever. Like, you manifest something, then maybe you want something different. That's okay. Like, we change, you know? And I think you might manifest a house, you manifest a job, you manifest travel to a new place. You don't have to be in that place for the rest of your life. Maybe you, you change and you want... To, you know, you have to be flexible. Like, this is a self-help practice. It's not... I don't know, I think it's just to make us feel better. It's to make us enjoy life and and feel better and get the things that we want from life and become empowered. And I love the idea that life is filled with new experiences and new chapters constantly. So for me, let's say when you know me and wade decided to uncouple by the way we are best friends he lives 5 minutes down the road from me i see him every single day <laughs> you know we have an amazing family together no part of me thinks oh my god i'm so devastated that it didn't work out the way of course in the beginning of every relationship you want it to, you you have this like view of something but i also think that breakups aren't sad they're just a change we're not we're still we're still our family and um i think that's an and and he's the best thing that ever happened to me i'll always say that
1: amazing that's nice that's lovely to hear really nice Uh, the importance of hard work because so often Mm. people think manifest i just sit down and i pray for what i want and i expect it to come into my lap but ultimately Mm the very nature of manifestation or this practice is that it's like, you got to go out there and make it happen. And it's the very nature of manifesting is it's an active process and Mm. that to achieve it, it's a verb. It's not just like, as in, you got to do it. I wonder if you could talk about the importance of hard work.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's no substitute for hard work. You've got to put in the hours, the dedication, the effort, um, you know, and, and be committed to whatever it is you're working towards, Nobody's going to do it for you. Um, you know, I always say if you want to see change in your life, you have to be the change. Like you have to, you have to take responsibility. And it comes back to that again. And I think that when people don't want to work towards something, question is that because you're afraid of trying and failing, or is it because you don't really want it that much in the first place? But everybody has the capability to put in the effort into something that they that they want.
1: Yeah, they just have to know what they want. That's, uh... But also,
0: can I just say that when we talk about things like this and hard work, not everybody has to want the same things. You know, you might just want to have. You might want to manifest like real simplicity and a job where you can go in and you can clock off at five because you would prefer to be. Really present with your family in the evening and not have that, you know, like not everybody has to want this, like really ambitious and driven and be a CEO and and that kind of thing and have that hard work energy to it. So, I think just to say, when I talk about this, I'm not just saying it that everybody wants to want these kind of things. Yeah.
1: But sometimes that hard work can be the kind of issue because work doesn't necessarily need to be hard. You know, mm. work can be fun and play. You know, and the ultimate, if if you're, we're talking about energetic frequencies and all this type of mm. thing. You know, if it's hard work, it's probably coming from gritted teeth and there's an element of fear and insecurity around it. Whereas ultimately, if it's, you know, if you're getting really down to the roots of, of the issue, I mm. would think.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe the term hard work is a, is sometimes misleading, but effort, commitment, time, energy,
1: beautiful, much better,
0: perseverance.
1: Yeah. And, and I guess that's down to lang- like language has an important part to play in this whole process as well.
0: Mm. Oh, absolutely. Our subconscious is always listening to what we're saying. And so, you know, we have to be mindful of the language. The amount of people like me that it's just as soon as they're talking about what they want, it's, I can't, there's no way, I don't have the time, I can't, oh, it, it's never going to work out for me. You know, it's, we're just using this language all the time. And it's like, this is that the first thing that needs to change.
1: Brilliant. And then for you on a personal level, how have you been managing this kind of rise to, you know, you, your book has come out and you've shot into kind of the public sphere. How are you personally managing this transition in such a compressed period of time?
0: Mm. You know, it's been amazing. Um, I would say that I'm, I'm, re- I'm definitely really struggling with the like lack of personal life but I think you know I don't have a personal life like I I don't do social things I is at the moment very much like all work (laughs) but you know between work and, and being a mom like you don't there isn't much break but I also recognize that whether it's I've had just because I've had a best-selling book doesn't mean that my situation is any different to basically any other working mom or anybody working dad. I think so many of us struggle in exactly the same way. You know, I'm, I'm not unique in that. I think we just seem to be, I think post COVID things seem to be worse. Like everybody seems so busy and stressed all the time. And, uh, I'm just definitely one of those people also feeling that um, and trying to understand how I can carve out more time. But um, I don't think it will be <laughs> soon because also, you know, when you're in it, you just want to ride the wave of it.
1: Yeah, of course.
0: And so it's, it's a battle, isn't it? Cause I think, Oh, I want to slow down, but then I don't because I love what I do. And and there's a it's hard to know because I am, uh, because, you know, what it's like you, when you are your own brand, you, d- you don't switch off because like everything, I don't know. It's just no, all I the don't. time, but you love it, but then you want to have a break, yeah. but then you don't. I don't
1: know. <laughs> it's like life on the edge. I know it myself. Like the edge is the most creative part typically of any ecosystems. And similarly, if you're on the edge, typically that's where you're the most creative. But the nature of being on the edge is that it doesn't take much to fall over one way or the other.
2: Yeah. And that's
1: the tr- the thrill of it. And it's also the great challenge of it. Yeah. So I can totally relate it. To and I love that, yeah. like the idea that no matter what you're doing, like that kind of old Buddhist expression, that like no matter what you're doing, you still have to chop wood and carry water. Yeah. You know, the expression yeah. that no matter what, what veil your life is, whether you're, you know, really wealthy or you're really peaceful, you still have to chop wood and carry, as in we still have to meet our basic needs, no matter who you are yeah. and what circumstance of your life.
0: Absolutely.
1: That was brilliant. Yeah. Well, this has been great. I've really, really enjoyed this, Roxy.
0: Oh, Pretty thank useful. you. Yeah, i love talking to you guys. Thank really, you
1: so much. So your book is called Manifest.
0: Yeah. Seven Steps to Living Your Best Life. And for anybody that's already got it, my next book, Manifest Dive Deeper, is available for pre-order now. And for those in Ireland, it's available from Eason's and a couple of other places, but definitely Eason's.
1: Well, thanks, Mel, Roxy. really appreciate Thank it. You're fabulous. You, you really, really are. Thank and congrats you so to much. all you've done and overcome. I love that conversation. And we're going to actually put this into practice and do a little test. So today's the 25th of August, 2020. Our app is out in a month. Uh, 22, sorry. I'm <laughs> still working on the year thing. Uh, only eight months into it at this stage. But we're going to sit down tomorrow, uh, Dave, Sarah, myself, and the rest of the team, and we're going to take a scissors and Magazines, and we're going to create a vision board and we're going to all sit there and like focus on what we're feeling. No, no, no. What it's going to feel like when we get there. When we actually reach the success we want. So I guess it'll be interesting to see just to put it into practice. And I really, I think what Roxy's doing is amazing and her message is so helpful. And in so many ways is a modern lens on lots of different traditional spiritual practice such as gratitude, being present, surrendering and trusting the process and, you know, putting, being, being consciously aware of how you are in each moment because ultimately we are all radio stations yeah we are radio stations emitting a frequency and life tends to match this frequency what was Sam's expression was it Sam's Uh, expression life doesn't happen to you it doesn't happen for you it happens from you and I think that's a beautiful one I really do I think it's just that's Sam's Sam's. uh, I'm sure he probably heard it from someone else maybe he didn't maybe he originated but yeah I heard it from Sam yeah Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for your time. We thank you for your ears. We hope this inspired you. I hope this creates a happier, healthier, more beautiful world. And I'm just looking across me here and Sarah is really pregnant and she's rubbing her belly because it's really hot in the studio and it looks amazing. And by the time you're listening to this, Sarah's baby will be born. So I just ask you as listeners, so we have an email address called podcast.com. Feedback isn't it? Podcast at the Happy at prayers. the Happy Pair. Send an email whether you think Sarah's going to have a boy or a girl because we're at the moment she's having votes. Uh, and at the moment, what what are the odds more male, female, mostly male? Okay, so we'd love to hear your vote. Anyway, Ladies anyway, and we're, we're we're giving you loads of actions. So the main one here is download the app, please. So yeah. Yeah, please and thanks, <laughs> thanks, Mel, anyway, and, and help us complete our vision board. Yes, thank you. Bye, uh, bye, 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 bye. bye, bye. bye. bye.